Welcome, folks. This is the Tap Tramps Podcast, first episode coming to you simultaneously from the Gold Coast of Queensland and Sydney, New South Wales. I am John. I'm James. And we are two arseholes who like to drink beer and travel. Yeah, had a pretty good week. <laughs> pretty good week and stuff. Uh, only thing is, not a whole lot of traveling, but a bit of drinking sort of thing was had. That's for damn sure. Oh, yeah. Where have you been to? So... I haven't really been anywhere, but where I what I have done is I have been drinking. Uh, yesterday, I drank the Six Strings, kind of new, kind of limited edition, uh, double red cognac barrel aged beer. Um, gotta say, it is definitely worth it. Um, big malt, big cognac, my type of beer, you know. Yeah, that's Six String coming out of uh, Erinner's Central Coast, New South Wales. So cognac one, that's a new one. I don't think I've had that one before. No, like the thing is, is that it's interesting because they've got their own traditional core range, their double red. You know, most people in Sydney have had the opportunity to try that one at least once. But then the fact that they've managed to actually age it in cognac barrels, it just mm, adds a whole bunch of added complexity. But you can still taste the original beer. The cognac doesn't overkill it doesn't overstay it's welcome not at all buddy uh i mean six string that's essentially my hometown brewery always had a soft spot for it and it's a real pain living up here on the gold coast because people up here they don't really appreciate a good high strength beer so the red series that's out of my grasp and yeah, effectively anything they do that's whiskey barrel age, cognac uh, included, bloody, I I don't have access to it. So, yeah, you're pretty spoiled as far as I'm concerned. See, that's where I have to disagree, to be honest, right? I think when it comes to Queensland versus New South Wales, I think there's a whole discussion to be made of it. I mean, you've got Bacchus, you lucky bugger. Um, I could be butchering the crap out of the pronunciation of that, but, you know... Bacchus, I mean, they do some pretty darn good whiskey barrels. Oh, yeah. I'm, I I know I've had some of theirs before. It was quite delicious. But let's let's be clear. You live in Sydney. You're effectively spoiled for choice. And maybe it's just the New South Welshman in me. I don't know. I just, I do still feel that uh, New South Wales is a bit more, and particularly because the climate's a bit more diverse, like you get a bit more cold than we do. So they can appreciate a good high-strength um what would you call it like a richer beer more so than the locals do up yeah, here at more, least yeah more of a less of a less i think you can get away with it being less crushable down here than up in uh queensland as it were yeah you went to six string a few weeks ago didn't you yeah it was a good little brewery like i mean central coast it's a it's a bit of a trek from sydney admittedly it's a bit about what an hour an hour and a half or something like that but six string Mm. honestly if you're going to go for a special beer and a special brewery honestly i would say it's worth the trek one of the only beers up there where i uh, one of the only breweries up there i would say it is definitely worth the trek yeah of of all this well i mean i can only name really genuinely name off the top of my head two central coast breweries but um i know there's others that they don't even, their names would not occur to me off the top of my head. But Six String seems to be the most adventurous. Like, I know they have been building a new venue, which, according to you, I think, wasn't, hasn't been completed yet. 
has not been completed yet at the time of recording. I mean, I'll be interested to see what they do. I mean, I believe it was more centralised, so good for them. I mean, their brewery was a bit tricky to get to uh, currently. Yeah, it's it's well, I'll always have a soft spot for the old brewery. That's where I had my 30th birthday. A uh, lot, lot of good memories there. I mean, when it comes to the Gold Coast, I went to Madoc Brewing today. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Madoc, they're a uh, Belgian... Belgian-style brewer on the Gold Coast, uh, located at Ashmore. And honestly, like, uh, the aesthetic wasn't very Belgian, to be honest. I was hoping they'd lean a bit more into that style or that um, that aesthetic, just uh, give a bit more culture to the beer. But I as mean, far as breweries go... Yeah, I think the thing is, is that, I mean... I was just going to ask. I mean, in terms of, in terms of a brewery, was it still a nice atmosphere? I mean, I don't give a crap. Wonderful they... atmosphere. Ooh, yeah. Um, I mean, the bar. It, we went there the time of day, and you know me. I always prefer to be there, like later in the afternoon. You get just the right amount of warmth, but the sun's down just enough that. Um, it's not overwhelmingly hot or anything. You get the sun hitting the place at just the right the right angle, so you get the right colour for your untapped photos, which we'll get into in a minute. Uh-huh, but, we will. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, it was a perfectly nice venue. The barmaid I spoke to was very friendly. Uh, of all places, well, a lot of breweries, they're very kid-friendly, and... This place was no exception. Uh, my, I took my youngest niece there, and you know she got to taught her how to play Jenga with oversized blocks and everything, which a lot of these places have. They'll have like the outdoor toys from Big W that the kids can play with on the AstroTurf and everything. So let her have a little game of that, and like she got to meet some other kids and everything. It was a perfectly friendly venue. Uh, I had a couple of lads come in. Uh, you know the ones that look like they've just been out to a race day or something. The yeah. ones that look way too sophisticated for what for what they are, as it were. Oh yeah, like uh, that. That's one problem I'd say with a lot of breweries is that um, yeah, they're always in these industrial areas, and it's just yeah, not necessarily the kind of setting for really dressing up or anything like you're right near a bloody tire yard and everything yeah Yeah. i mean there's a lot of breweries that are like that that are so far out i mean it's what's what's good about marrickville to be blunt is that at least marrickville even though marrickville is in an industrial area it is so close to the station that no matter what you're wearing i mean basically you can lug it in high heels if you want basically i mean you don't have to if you're having to pick up you don't have to pick up somebody and say come on like it's a bit of a walk kind of thing at least with marrickville it's a quick easy walk rather than having to go out to the middle of absolute goddamn nowhere yeah and the honestly the stuff in the industrial areas they do have the best they do have the best product i mean there's plenty of places that are really picturesque uh felons comes to mind uh up here in brisbane uh, Squires Landing in Circular Quay in Sydney, but 
In term, if you really want to have the best tasting beers, yeah, you really do need to be near a dodgy garage, to be honest. Helps so. adds to the atmosphere. I think it adds an extra flavor with the contamination, probably. Well, yes, most likely. And if you're in Marrickville, like, I don't know, you're that close to that close to Newtown, you get the hipster element in there as well. And, well, uh, yeah, just the various graffiti and certain uh, little, let's say, art pieces that people leave lying around in certain parts of town. Yeah, they all just add to the atmosphere. They add to the mm. whole, because breweries are still, in terms of classiness, I don't believe breweries have got, apart from a number of few exceptions, which you can name off like Wildflower, etc., a lot of breweries out there still don't have that sophistication of, say, a Hunter Valley winery, as it were. I don't know if you agree with this, but I just find that breweries are a lot less bougie, a lot less bourgeois sort of thing. They have more of that working class sort of atmosphere, as most of them do anyway. Well, as they should, because really, I mean... Like, and we'll get into this later on when it comes to talking about Untapped, but the idea of honestly beer snobbery, I think, is overblown. Like, if you've got any sort of taste that is just outside of the mainstream, you, you like, I know as a drinker, I don't, I don't look down on anyone who still enjoys their old, um, their Tui's New or their 4X or you know, Victoria Bitter or whatever. It's not for me, but I don't think you're any less of a person or, like, low class or beneath me if you still enjoy that sort of thing. And I don't think you feel... Um, well, okay, maybe you do. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel that when it comes to beer snobbery, the thing is is that it's all about letting people just be kind of thing. Like, if if you are a macro lager drinker and that is what you like and you don't give people shit for drinking any craft beer hey you can drink that too easy and i won't judge you however if you're saying to me mate you need to have this beer it's a fantastic one and if i tell you to bugger off and you still try to get me to drink it that's when we have a few problems that's 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 what i draw the line absolutely i mean I guess it comes down to, and really it's not even just craft beer, it comes down to any real, um, any interest you have. I always remember this documentary I saw discussing uh, bebop jazz and just the musicians of the time period that were talking about it. It was this thing that um, they would do after the main shows and just whoever was like sticking around afterwards, they could hear all the musicians jam afterwards. And um, he said, you know, hey, look, you know, you don't have to feel bad, like, coming here, like, if you're not getting this straight away, don't worry. Uh, sit down, have a bit of a listen, you know, maybe you'll get into it too. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're not less, you know, I think he said, like, you're not less hip than us or anything if, um, if you're not quite getting it right away. It's all good. And... I mean, so some people that don't get it at all, I mean, there's some people that they're never, well, talking about today's topic, which was untapped. I mean, there's going to be plenty of people. I mean, if you're a macro 
lager drinker, are you going to be enjoying Untapped? Oh, I, I doubt it. I don't think you're going to have fun with it. Let's put it that way. Well, I think if you've got an open mind, you can get into it. And, um, like, speaking of getting into it, uh, let's honestly start from the beginning where um, we both found Untapped. Uh, I know you introduced it to me. How did you learn about it? I believe I was trying to look at different beer rating services around the place. I mean, there's a couple out there which, to be honest, I don't want to name them because a lot of them just didn't click for me. No specifics, no name and shaming here because I know people that use them and they're quite oh, happy. Well, no, no specifics, but um, can you at least uh, maybe outline the nature and what might have turned you off? So there are a couple of websites out there where they had they had a very strange way of looking at beer where it was kind of like you had one of them I believe had a certain character limit you had to go to one of them had oh, like crap. yeah some of them had like tasting like you had to put the taste tasting of the beer you had to put the taste of the beer as one you had to put the color of the beer as another point of it, which, you know, I don't know. I think judging judging a beer by its color is inappropriate in any context. It's oh, the... Wow. Did you feel they were a bit too intricate in uh, what they wanted you to... Yeah, a bit, too, a bit too intricate, a bit too, how do you say, a bit too, well, beer snobbery, to be honest. It was just too much for me. I'm like, look, I mean, I don't want to spend... Sometimes I want to spend a long period of time reviewing a beer, but I don't want to be forced into spending a long period of time reviewing something. Sometimes I just have a beer, and as I give you shit for, sometimes I just have a beer, and I'm just like, that's nice, and that's it. That's all I need to say. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Honestly, like, it, Untapped is fantastic for this reason. As you look at what the brewers have said... And then you look at what the general public have said. Sometimes, well, actually, if I, I kid, most of the time it's very similar. But every so often you get those weird little ones where it's like the brewers and the general public have just gone on completely different tangents. Just They say it's sessionable. Other people say that's bullshit. They say it's a traditional pilsner, which pisses me off. It's a traditional pilsner. No, it's not. You're lying. It's not a pilsner. It's a lager. Stop bullshitting, etc. Like, just untapped. It's just a whole... If you don't take it too seriously, it's good fun for that type of nonsense. Well, that's the thing. Like, um, so you were... Of, of the two of us, you were the one who was into untapped, and you tried to get me into it for a while. I... And it's funny because I'm the one that introduced you to craft beer, effectively like you i think you were aware of it before but it was when we started hanging out that um that you got a bit more into it like you were a whiskey drinker before then yeah i was a whiskey drinker beforehand i mean i still crack open a nice lafroig every now and again but yeah you introduced me to it and i never looked back yeah but you introduced me to Untapped, and I remember going over to Dublin, and I think you were already like on Untapped at the time, and I had refused for the longest time to even get in on this thing mm. because I was like, no, I don't need an app to enjoy beer. Yeah, as soon as I got into it, though, it became 
pretty addictive, but not in a negative way, uh, ex- except in terms of the health of my uh, you know, internal organs. It effectively gave me an excuse to binge drink, which... Mm. That's not good, but it kind of gamif- gamifies your drinking sort of thing. You get little badges and they pop up, but it's also carefree. Yes, but uh, at the same time, I would be drinking regardless. I would just be drinking the same alcoholic beverage regularly rather than trying new things and meeting new people. And really, that's, to me, what Untapped is all about. Um, and I think both of us have kind of gone on a bit of a trip when it comes to Untapped and meeting people and really just experiencing Australia in particular. Yeah, it definitely is a way to meet new people. The the good news is is that if you're a social person, you can use Untapped to meet new people and to hang out with people, figure out where people are going. If you don't want to use that aspect, I've got a couple of people who have only just joined Untapped and they're not looking to kind of, you know, have a massive social circle with it or find out what everybody else is drinking. They just want to tag some beers and have some fun and just make it a very close-knit community rather than an expansive one. Well, yeah, that's that's an interesting thing between... Because you introduced me to Untapped, but um, I, I was a friend you already knew. I could appreciate a good good craft beer and was a bit adventurous when it comes to drinking recently you've added like just people you knew from uni as um as friends on untapped and i i don't know what their habits are because they're your friends but i mean how are they taking to it it's interesting because they're taken to it very well like that they they love their craft beer I haven't told them how to use Untapped or whatever. I've just shown them the basics and they've just gone cracking on with it. Like any new ones, like the other day I was quite jealous because one of my mates in living in South Australia at the moment, he managed to get a founder's don't know oh, how the shit he oh, managed that. God, I am so jealous of him right now. Yeah. Everybody uses it differently. And honestly, it's fantastic even if you use it from a social thing for people you haven't met before either. Like I've got people from untapped who I haven't seen period at all, all the way over in South Australia and a couple in Western Australia. And it's just amazing what, you know, the way, what we were talking about before all the different, how all the different States kind of have different. So tap lists as it were. Oh, yeah. Well, each state has its own. Each town generally will have a brewery or something, and, like, their ambitions are pretty different from place to place. But, um, yeah, you can really have, like, you can generally have an adventure just looking at Untapped. And if you go to a new town, you'll find places, you'll see the local breweries on there, and you can check them out. And that is, that's really where this app comes in handy. And if you're a business owner and you're looking to start a brewery, it does seem strange to me that uh, places would actually refuse to go on Untapped or at the very least, um, you know, 
interact with the app at all. And See, I know, like, we both have experience with this. Mm, we do. The f- I've had a like, bit of a... Dis- like I've Six had- String, they don't, um, they don't go on untapped at all. Like, their beers will be on there, but not all the time. And the venue itself, they don't do untapped. It's the Central Coast, so I, speaking from experience, I know they don't particularly care. But uh, uh, You might be lying there. Oh, have they changed that policy since? Yes, sir. Yes, they have. They are now oh. on untapped and ready to go. Where have you been, God? Oh, oh right. Somewhere else. <laughs> well, it's it's been a while since I've been there, but um, I remember going there, and I know Bay Road Brewing at Gosford, they had only just opened not long after, and I showed untapped to some of their bar staff, and they just said, oh, on the Central Coast, like, people don't even worry about that sort of thing. It's, like, we're effectively the only local brewery in town. So, yeah, it wasn't really necessary to get in on that. But, hey, I'm, like, I know they're trying to expand at least, um, like, we're getting their stuff up here on the Gold Coast. So they're looking to go nationwide, and good for them. It is a little but, bit strange, yeah. though, the way how different breweries use untapped i mean some i know some brewers are not a fan simply because oh, yeah. of the, because of the style of beer they're going for they're not going for the big barrel age the big punchy imperial ales the big red ales therefore traditionally they have got lower scores on untapped and to be honest i look at them and i'm like look i mean having an untapped score of 3.2 honestly is not a bad thing it's not a fail by any stretch of the imagination it's still a pass i mean it's not well, a big deal yeah i mean uh so with my grading system when it comes to untapped and each of us have our own and really we can i think we probably will get in right now actually to a discussion just about the whole idea of customer feedback and statistics but um when it comes to my grading system, nothing can get a five out of five. Like mm-hmm. I consider that by definition beyond actual reach because like I've given it, I've given a five out of five to like Coors and James Squire 150 lashes as a joke. I tried to give, I was considering giving it to a Carlton draft, but I just couldn't bring myself to be that ironic. Um, that was beyond even me. Oh, no. um, Yeah. So, but that's my grading system. And I do tend to go by um, the uni standard in that I consider, um, like, 2.5 is 50%. Anything below that is a fail. If you manage to hit 2.5, that's at least a pass. But you're not required drinking by any stretch of the imagination it's just if effectively you're not going to be miserable after drinking this or at least you shouldn't be unless you no. have like a unless you're a total beer snob which i hope a lot of people aren't um when it comes to like 3.50 and there's a lot of beers i rate really highly well there's a lot of beers that i would drink regularly that are 3.50 and I would drink an entire carton of them 
other beers, I put it like maybe 4.5, I would stop after the one. So it's kind of tricky how that goes. Um, it really, like you have to factor in bingeability versus um, quality. And yeah, at the same time, you're also kind of making it up as you go. I mean, There's you're not taking beer- it too seriously, are you? No, not at all. Like, oh, well, we'll... Like, I mean, Untapped isn't Yelp, is it? No, no, like, it is not. Yeah. Like, um, when we got into... Um, so, I know from my own experience, uh, and judging by yours, you didn't uh, start on Untapped because you had a bad beer and you needed to tell the world how awful it was, did you? No, I just went on because I just wanted to try some good beers. It's less of, less of the stick, more of the carrot. Like, even, if you, even if you give something possibly a negative review, you still tried it. It takes a lot for a beer to be less than 2.5, in my opinion. It needs to be actually offensive. Something where if, if you had all the, all the macro lagers lined up in a row, it is definitely bottom of that list. Like, me and you, we both like Paps, right? Oh, yeah, I love Paps. Love Paps. Budweiser's pretty all right. All those beers. I'm still only giving mm. them a three out of five because that's all they are and that's all they need to be. Yeah, and, and sometimes that's all you need at the end of the day. That cheap macro beer can, you know, essentially taste like heaven if you had a shitty enough day, to be honest. I mean, I had the perfect example of that actually only a couple of hours ago. The Bolter, I'm going to butcher the crap out of this uh, pronunciation of this, the Bolter Cereza, I think it's called. Cereza, Cereza, something like that. Cereza? Something like that, I don't. Yeah, we're showing the fact that we're not like total beer uh, connoisseurs or whatever, because we're not pronouncing it correctly. But, yeah, like the Corona sort of, uh, was it Soul? Yeah, the Soul, yeah. the Coronas, all that sort of thing. I mean, personally, I think the Bolton marketing campaign is absolutely brilliant when it comes to this beer. They basically took the the Corona, the Corona bottle, gave it its own branding, and then put a fairly decent beer in there you can still have with lime, and it's good, it's light, it does the trick. When you say... The name of it, just Bolter Cereza, you don't immediately think of coronavirus, which is a plus for some people, I think. Just a good beer. I gave that one three out of five, and some people would say, but it was had nothing wrong with it. Surely you could have given it higher. And it's like, well, it still had that lighter taste that reminds you that, yes, this is basically just a lighter lager. This is all it is. But damn, was it not good. It was a good refresh refreshing beverage but then so water so eh. yeah well a beer can be effectively flawless but you can recognize also that it's not necessarily um like i wouldn't really give if if i had the best pale ale in the world i wouldn't give it to somebody as a christmas present no because like imperial like uh even an imperial stout at this point it needs to at least be bourbon barrel aged i think uh, in order to be like, okay, this this is something I want you to savor. I want you to pick exactly what meal you want to have with it. It's this is my present to you that I want you to remember in a couple of years' time. No pale ale will ever do that. 
but pale ale can be so good that you'd happily drink a carton of it every week for the rest of your life, uh, however short that life may be. <laughs> I was just gonna say you wouldn't bring an imperial stout. You wouldn't bring an imperial stout to share at a barbecue, but you would bring a six pack of your favorite pale ale. That's for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. And at the same time, like I, I wouldn't bring uh, a pale ale. And like, let's say we're going to a place, and people go, "Oh, you know, Johnny or Jimmy, uh, they're they're like experts on beer. They're gonna blow your mind." And it's like. Okay, here. Here's this um, one from Black Hops here. Huh? What, what's this? Uh, you know, it's not going to blow your mind, but technically, you know, it's probably the most crushable beer on the planet. <laughs> People are going to say, it's a nice beer, but we, we had higher expectations. Like, no, I wanted to give you something you could binge. Yeah. That sort of beer, it's uh, unfortunately gonna go underappreciated, and that's kind of the that's one of the problems with Untapped. But it's something that brewers, I think, need to come to grips with. I know, I know, there was a brewer at a um, local brewery, which I don't think you'd like me to name because I know you're friendly with the fellow, but he was um, very disheartened by Untapped. Uh, because the style of house brews that he was doing weren't necessarily... Well, they weren't rating above a level he thought they should have. Yeah, because the problem is is that, unfortunately, he's, again, really want him to remain nameless because, actually, his beers are fantastic and he does a lot of work on them. He was very disheartened simply because he was looking at the rating system and because this, this brewery does a lot of guest taps... The thing was, was that a lot of people were going specifically for the guest taps and then they were looking at all these lovely homebrew beers and just going, eh, why would I bother getting this one? Technically, it's only a three out of five. Why would I bother? And everybody, they need to take advantage of those homebrew beers as well because a lot of them are the some of the most crushable beers I've ever had. I know there's places that um, are a bit deterred by untapped. They're not really all that keen and it's because essentially they're um they're like house beers exactly which you know is a perfectly honorable thing to do but you're not necessarily going to get the um the best ratings possible but is that is that really any sort should that really be a deterrent do you feel i feel that for some people it can definitely be a deterrent like this this certain brewer that shall remain nameless who told me something in confidence. Uh, hush, hush. <laughs> uh, the thing is, is that he, he felt like as though the full thing was unfortunately not giving his beer his the proper dues kind of thing. He, he wasn't... People were looking at his beers and then they were looking at the guest beers that were still there and... They were just overlooking all these fantastic crushable beers. I mean, pale ales, all that type of thing. They were going straight to the guest taps. And I can understand people getting ticked off with that. I mean, there's even a couple of bar owners I know, for example, they have refused to put untapped on their tap lists for this exact reason because everybody goes straight for the five out of five beers and there's all these beers that just get thrown off to the side. I mean, 
Re- realistically, and I know the brewery you're talking about, and I've had their stuff. It is very enjoyable. There is a natural bias, I think, against house house beverages, house wines, what have you. If something is being brought from outside, it is naturally going to seem a bit more impressive. Should that be a deterrent from uh, using untapped? I don't necessarily think so, in that I don't think that... Um, untapped like if you get rid of it you're not really doing away with the natural biases that people have when it comes to judging uh your product for one thing there's labeling to take into uh, to take into account if every single label looks identical now the product becomes generic and uninteresting when everything is unique it's naturally going to seem more high-end and that's kind of unavoidable if you're a house brewer. It is a bit of a problem that house brewers do have. However, I have a bit of a side point with that. Uh, we, we have a bit of a problem when it comes to house beers simply because we are interested in exploring new beers and trying to do the latest and hippest tasting, well, probably mountain culture or something, let's be honest. However... Do you feel that the rest of the drinking population in Australia has that sort of bias towards house brew beers? When it comes to rating them, I have a bit of a thing. And here's the... It's not so much like a bias against house beers. Because, like, let's say I go to uh, Six String and I have their, you know, latest uh, red IPA uh, infused with whichever alcohol you care for, I'm going to probably rate that pretty highly, and that's an in-house brew. So the fact that it's brewed on site isn't really an issue for me. It's really just the idea of it being core range, and if there is something from the outside coming in, that is going to seem more special. It's probably because if it's coming from outside, it's probably uh, just the idea of a supply versus ease versus demand. I mean, if it's a limited edition coming out from outside the brewery, chances are you're not, you might not get the chance to have that one again. Yeah, and as uh, as we discussed earlier, I mean, really, it comes down to the style of beer. And I know the brewer that um, you were referring to. A lot of their stuff, it is very basic lines, like a pale ale. They have an IPA. They have uh, what is it? A saison? Uh, a Kolsch? Is it? They have a Kolsch. Yeah. They have a Kolsch. They have a New England IPA. They have a. They, they have, have a. Kolsch. They have a mocha. Wow. They have the mocha stout, which is very nice. Oh, that, that's a bit more adventurous than I recall. But, um, yeah, generally a lot of these house brews, they are in the very basic core lines. And realistically, if you're someone who's been traveling, like it does, I don't care how good a brewery is, that pale ale probably isn't going to rate as highly as anything a bit more adventurous. At the end of the day, though, you might go back to that pale ale more often than anything else. Uh, when it comes to untap, the thing that's only three out of five, you might prefer to drink that more than the thing that's, uh, you know, 4.75, because the thing that's 4.75 will wear out its welcome pretty quickly. Yeah. You, you can't enjoy it that often. I think the thing is as well, too, is that what you're describing is, I think the important thing to note with untapped is that a lot of people that use untapped 
don't just use the rating system. A lot of them do use the comment system to great effect. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, I mean, I know at least as far as I'm concerned when it comes to Untap, I'll look at the ratings. I care to see what you thought of it. I don't look at the overall rating from uh, reviewers I don't know. Exactly. I'm not going to be trusting, as it were, the majority. I mean, so many beers on Untapped that I love, people have given shitty after shitty review. But then you look at the comments and they literally say, oh, this beer ain't too bad. You know, it's crushable. It's decent. Give it a shot. And hey, I'm going to follow that a lot more than the three out of five rating that people give it. Yeah. And really, when it comes to like, even when I give something a review, I don't tend to, even if I give something a negative review, there's no real malice behind it generally. I'm typically happy to try something else from that brewery. I know that, uh, well, let's just call them by their name. They're big enough. They can take the hit. Uh, Gage Brewing or Atomic Brewing. Uh, mm. They're effectively your mortal enemies. <laughs> uh, Atomic... But we still went there. No, well, I was just going to say, the ironic thing is, is that you say they're both my mortal enemies. Uh, Atomic Brewery, sorry guys, I've had multiple beers from you guys and nothing's really just clicked for me. Gage, however, I will still go back to them and try them again, simply because, number one, they're in Sydney CBD. They're very close to get to. Number two, a lot of other people like their beers, so fuck it, I'm going to give it another shot. And yeah, number it, three... It's a, it's a nice venue. It is a nice venue. And yeah, number the, three... The staff are friendly. Oh, I'll yeah. I'll let you get number three. Number three. Number three, dang it. And number three, because I like to prove you wrong every now and again, uh, Gage Road Brewing. Gage Road... What, what, Roach. Ugh. Gage Road Brewing. I used to hate their stuff. However, I've honestly, as my taste buds have progressed, I have grown to enjoy and love their stuff honestly their pale ales i actually quite enjoy these days to be blunt oh yeah wow like i i, go yeah, ahead. I, I enjoyed their stuff uh, when i was younger and that but the more i the more i got into beer the less appealing they were to me well it's mm. funny because for me i've had enough lagers to understand that there's quite a lot of shit out there a lot of European lagers which are only designed to put alcohol into your bloodstream, and that's about it. And then I go back to some ordinary Aussie uh, pale ales, and I'm just like, dang, good to be home, good to be back. I mean, there's one thing with um, having this many fancy beers over the years. Sometimes it's always fun to go back to the most basic thing. So if you're, if you're a brewery that specializes in really basic, just down-to-earth beers, you know, don't be deterred. Exactly. And don't be scared of untapped. Don't be scared of untapped. It's not a problem. Speaking of being scared of untapped, I need me a beer. And I've just gone and gotten me 150 lashes by James Squire. Oh, oh, going old school there. I, I think that that's the first beer I ever gave a 5 out of 5 on untapped. Huh. Yeah, because you're a degenerate. But having this beer, it's not half bad. It's not, look, it's not going to set your world ablaze. It's still got a little bit of that macro taste which we all know and uh, deal with yeah well, well i mean james squires they had their certain taste down they're kind of like you know coopers and matilda bay the industry's left them behind but when you have it it's always going to feel like you're meeting an old friend you always if have... you 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if, if you were drinking beer in like the early 2010s, you're always going to have a bit of a soft spot for you know, James Squire, Malt Shovel, uh, Matilda Bay. And, and it's like the one craft beer, well, the one craft beer that my parents will drink. I mean, that's what it's got going for it. And, uh, I mean, I'm just looking at it on Untapped now. 28.5K reviews, 3.39 global reviews. That's good. Yeah, it's not too bad. Uh, Friends, 3.2 out of 5. Me, gave it 3.3 out of 5. Yeah. Well, I mean, for the longest time it was, well, it was effectively my go-to beer. Yeah, like in the early 2010s, it was everywhere. It was considered fancy, and it's it's still fun. To, it, they're still enjoyable to drink. Um, I feel like it's, though, it's still got more flavor than most lagers. Like, it still has got flavor. You give it to somebody and they say, yes, this is still a beer. No, this is not water. Yes, it's still got that taste of your traditional Carlton's and stuff, just an itty bitty taste of it, but it's negative. It's not there enough. It's not overpowering the beer enough that a craft beer drinker will look at it and say, okay, this is a bit too shitty for me. It's just the right balance is what I'm saying. Right balance of craft versus generic macro trash as it were. Which is a good thing. Yeah, I mean, like there, there is at this point there is a certain enjoyment I get out of um, being able to sit down and have a beer and not even worry about Untapped because I know I've already had everything that I'm gonna drink that night. I remember when we've gone to places and just it's always a fun idea. Um, okay, no Untapped, we're just gonna try things and we're gonna talk and then we'll like check them in later on. Yeah, I feel that for me, it's just about not taking it too seriously. I mean, really, that's what all we've been talking about for quite a bit now is just untapped is not designed to be taken seriously. I'm not going to be giving a beer a review and then saying, shame on you, disgusting beer should be taken out to the streets and shot or whatever. Like you just you have a beer and you review it. It's not you can put as much detail as you want into it or as little detail as you want. And it's not necessarily just in alcohol. Like, like you can point to the arts, you can point to sports, uh, just people who really take ratings and everything a little bit too seriously. I like the idea of audience engagement with it because it gets people more interested. Like, having Untapped, it does make me want to go to new places and try new things. Oh, yeah. And, no doubt about yeah. that. So a venue that just, like, completely abstains from Untapped and says, like, no, we don't want anyone rating our beers or anything like that. Like, you're kind of just, uh, you know, cutting your nose to spite your face. I can understand them why they, if if they don't like Untapped, the good news is, is that Untapped is not big enough in Australia that I feel that any brewery has just come out and said stuff untapped. In terms of American breweries doing that, I believe, uh, don't quote me on this, I do believe I have seen American breweries basically be very anti-untapped, saying we don't want any part of it. If they want to do yeah. that, that's that's their choice, you know, man? It, it's, it's their choice, but it's also their mistake to make. I don't think that people getting in on rating stuff and like the idea of just be a just be an audience just be a consumer don't be a critic 
Like, I can appreciate the sentiment behind it, but at the same time, as long as the person, as long as the consumer themselves has it in perspective, like, I'm not really a critic. I'm not really an expert. I'm just somebody who's going to this place. And I, yeah, like, I'm just uh, sharing with my friend the experience I had, or I'm just trying to tease them with the beer I'm having while. I know they're at work, which mm. you do to Cheeky me a lot bugger. more than I could ever do to you. Cheeky bugger, yeah. Uh, as long as as long as the consumer has that perspective, and even if they don't, even if they have deluded themselves into thinking that they've got this big following and that they can make or break a business, I mean, we both worked uh, together in retail and, you know, we've both... Uh, done uni courses where we looked at you know data gathering etc realistically customer feedback it's not that important and when it comes to untapped it's especially unimportant as long as you're profitable like i post on untapped i want your reaction i appreciate uh, any interaction i get from others but at the end of the day it's a social media thing it's it's really just between us. I think the other important point to note from Untapped as well, too, because we've been talking a lot about how certain breweries don't like Untapped, just well, not they, a they, huge fan. I, I know a lot of them don't like um, the concept of just, I guess, um, the competition in terms of, okay, which, like, rankings and everything, just, I think their preference is... If we've got a local crowd that likes what we're doing, and it depends on the ambitions of the place. If they just want to stay local, like if you're, uh, what was the one at Lumia? Uh, the Social Brewers. Oh, well, Social Brewers, they were out at Riverwood. but um, Oh, Lumia. Oh, that's um, the Beer Shed. Is that it? The Campbell Beer Town? Shed. That's it. Yeah, they have no ambitions, at least as far as I'm aware, of really expanding beyond their area. If they don't care about Untapped, fair enough. But at the same time, I do think it is of benefit to them to, you know, have it there because it at least brings in that outsider. And they are on Untapped, aren't they? They are. I was just going to say they are on Untapped. And I think they yeah. are bringing in business just from people just wanting to, well, I know that for me, I only went to them because they were on Untapped. And, and it was quite nice because they released different beers every week. So you could, if you wanted to have a bit of fun with yeah. it. Yeah. That's why I kind of feel that Untapped is pretty harmless. Again, Beer Shed, not the most exciting brewery, not to bury them in any way. They are competent in what they do, but they just really give off an aura of, we are a local brewer and that's all we intend to be. And that's great. Exactly. That's, and that's their business model. Exactly. And what I was also going to bring up as well too, because we're talking about all these places that choose to be on Untapped. The good news is is that there are still a hell of a lot of nice places out there that honestly they don't want to pay the $800 a year for untapped which is a bit ludicrous but anyway $100 like that's yeah. a that could be used for something else I'm sure the figure is is that people can still check into places even if they're not untapped there are ways to do that and to be blunt i think that's a whole other different discussion where if you're not untapped 
people tag beers into your bar or brewery, I mean, they're still getting a positive from it. They don't even have to pay for the damn thing. So, like, a plus side of actually being on Untapped is that your tap list will be there prepared. Do you remember we went to um, Coastal Brewing in Foster? But that was a hell of an experience going to a brewery because the um, the lady there she was co-owner and she when she saw we were there and they had a new release and she uploaded it to untapped uh just as we were drinking it i mean that like, was something special yeah yeah that was something special and that was um like they're potentially the well i don't know what other breweries could even be in foster but they were probably the only game in town and they were you know completely embracing the concept they were really into it which was a big positive yeah absolutely i just had a quick look no they are not the fact that they were updating their beer list and they were not even an untapped that says something about the quality of the um the quality of the service there that's for sure yeah i mean in foster like it would be pretty unnecessary to connect to the untapped app for an entire year like and have the whole big screen there where, oh, yeah, so-and-so checked into this location. And both of our um, untapped... Usernames <laughs> are a little bit unsafe yeah. for work. Well, for it's, it's it's spreading. Uh, there's uh, I'm Johnny Tapslut, you're Jimmy Tapslut. And, tap uh, and I've got Jordan Tapslut and Cam Tapslut. So it's and spreading. Uh, <laughs> and really, it's, it's one of those things. It's just all part of the fun. I mean... Untapped, I mean, technically it's a beer app, so technically you're not supposed to be under 18 and looking at it, so... And, I mean, in terms of the whole ratings system, like, uh, we discussed... um, I remember we talked about this in a podcast that was lost uh, discussing Gab's uh, Mm. Greatest Giant Beer Spectacular, Uh, just the whole concept of awards and everything. And I know there were breweries that didn't want to participate in that either, uh, no, they didn't. They didn't want to take part of it, which, I, again, I can understand it. I can respect it, um, because realistically, it is difficult to say. And yes, effectively, it is a popularity contest, really more of an advertising contest. Because I would not have put status quo as number one. In fact, I didn't. I um, <laughs> I gave that my number two slot because I felt that cult IPA was the superior mountain culture beer. I believe I like, believe the the problem was with that was that they literally had a they had a very strange thing when it came to that gabs where it was I think there was another brewery that got into trouble by basically saying we're gonna give you free drinks if you vote number one for us for gabs. But then you had Mountain Culture which could which could just advertise and put a massive expensive advertising campaign into it and that was okay. So, you know as you say, it's a big advertising slash popularity contest, let's be honest. Yeah. And so I can understand why breweries might, yeah, be offended by that and just say, like, we're not going to participate. And that's that's fine for them. That's good for – that could potentially be good for their business model. Like, Source Brewing doesn't need to get involved with Gabs. They're established. Mm. They've got – like, they're getting distribution up here all the way in the Gold Coast. They They don't need to – win gabs or anything they've already cemented their place in the in the beer drinking zeitgeist i guess you'd call it Mm. yeah they they don't need to impress anybody they're quite happy with what they've got and that's it and 
we can understand but, that, we, and we still respect them. But that said, like you went to the festival this year, I didn't. It's it's one thing to we don't want to be a part of the top one hundred, but to want to be left to actively choose to be left out of the festival, where you're gonna have you're going to the Sydney one, maybe you're going to the Brisbane one, and potentially especially with the sydney one hey and i'm still getting used to the, the queensland uh, brewing scene up here thus far i still think the sydney one is superior mm. hey prove me wrong queensland yeah like why would you want to be left out of that though i remember going last year and looking for sauce sauce brewing and just not finding them like you guys should totally be here. You belong amongst this company with Six String, with uh, Dainton, with Bolter, with... St I think Stockade was there. Um, I know Grifter was there. I, I could go on and on. Eulize uh, mm. wasn't there either, and Eulize is one of the top brewers in Sydney. They're one of the best. They totally belonged in that company, and they just didn't want to be there for whatever reason. And I think it's kind of shooting... They're kind of shooting themselves in the foot in a way. Not wanting to be part like, of something. Yeah, it's a bit It's a bit of a weird one, that one. I know we've talked about um, award shows and everything. With the Academy Awards and, like, Grammys, etc. No one gives a crap about a Grammy. Realistically, no one can name what won a Grammy from what year. I know that... Um, Taylor Swift won, like, Best Music Video uh, in, what was it, 2008? But that's only because Kanye West stormed the stage. Mm. That's the only reason I... That's the only Grammy I know about. Correct, <laughs> really. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait, I think Beck won one and Kanye stormed the stage as well. Like, so I, I only know about Grammys if Kanye West stormed the stage to complain because Beyonce didn't win it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but you only hear about yeah. it if if it's controversial, eh? Isn't it? Yeah. So, like, realistically, the actual awards and everything don't matter that much. But you got to say, like, wouldn't you rather at least be in the conversation? And when it comes to Untapped, wouldn't you? Wouldn't it be better at the very least? Because does it cost you as a brewer to put your beer on there? Like, you don't no, have to not. have your brewery. Yeah. No, it doesn't. You, I, don't, I don't believe so, no. What's really the harm in, at the very least, having your product on there? Well, giving people the incentive to try it and add it to their count. I mean, the cool bit is, is that even if, I hate to say it, but even if a brewer really doesn't give a shit and they're like, that's it, we're not adding any of our beers to Untapped, we're not using it. I mean, you can't really stop Untapped. I mean, they get the locations from... No, they get the locations from Foursquare and anybody can add whatever beer they want. I mean, you can't stop them from doing that, really. Well, which which is a positive, true. I think. I think you should be able to, you should be, I mean, the idea of a brewer saying, no, you can't put my beer on untapped is a bit of a weird thing. I mean, I used to have a bit of a joke where Akasha would never put their untapped descriptions out on time. So I used to put my own uh, Akasha beer descriptions until they decided to change it which they got better at after i think they say they saw some of the outrageous nonsense i came out with but yeah again better oh. better that they do it but if they don't uh you can't stop people from doing it how do you feel about breweries that interact with people on untapped oh, I don't have i've a had problem. a few i know you have yeah oh well, well, thus far, none of them have ever um none of them have stepped out of line no like i think 
I think I've had a couple say, oh, we're sorry you don't you don't like your beer or whatever, you know, we'll have a look at it and stuff. But I've never had I've never had anybody say try to fight me online, let's put it that way. They've always been very respectful and very very chilled, not taking it too seriously. They understand I'm not I'm not gonna be changing their bottom line by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, how bad could your review have been? When it comes to Untapped, I've said some pretty outrageous nonsense. When it oh. comes, I mean, there's been a couple of, back when I used to, in the old days, back back when I first started with Untapped, I did used to say, hate this beer, this beer sucks, don't like it, stuff it, don't drink it, it's crap. Looking back, there's a couple of beers where it's like, if, if, if it was a beer that was simply outrageous, but I understand where it was coming from, I would just give it, you can you can choose not to rate stuff on Untapped and just say, "Yep, this is fine. Chuck it out. Don't worry about it." Oh yeah, true. And like the the only interactions I've ever had, but I generally don't say anything particularly negative about beers. Uh, but the only interactions I've had are generally just breweries correcting me, like, "Oh, you actually didn't try this beer. You tried uh, this other beer, which is newer." So do you want to update your... Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you for the... Thank you for the info. Now I mm. can update my hatred for this beer. Excellent. And how dare you correct me? 0.25. Absolutely, Garbo. Uh. Well, well, I, I mean, like, probably the meanest I've ever been was uh, saying that Australian brewing tasted like paper. Uh, the, well, they're called Esker now, and I don't care about offending them. I don't live in Sydney anymore. So... But yes, uh, their stuff did have like a um, printing paper taste to it, and even the um, and I don't think they work at the at the store that I bought the stuff from either. But um, yeah, they said, oh yeah, it tasted like their IPA was just hop water and paper, uh, and they still like interacted with me whenever i posted but they never said anything negative even though i kind of buried them a few times i think mm. th again that's the important thing i think on i mean i've had a couple i've had a couple of very negative interactions on facebook where i've reviewed a place and somebody has jumped out of the woodwork to give me shit and i'm kind of sitting there like uh really like this isn't how you're gonna win my uh money back guys like this isn't helping or at least with fun taps like if they do interact with you, very chill, very nice, very uh, very friendly, which is the most important thing. Yeah, I, I think they know on some level, like, okay, our customers drink, they'll be back, you know, <laughs> even if they're unhappy. People are still going like, to be happy. Yeah, it's, it's retail and uh, hospitality. If they're unhappy, they're going to make it known. Won't really matter because they'll just move to another place and hate that too. Because I don't know, I've been to shitty restaurants, so I guess it's not entirely the customer's fault. But what am I saying? Customer feedback is garbage, and I, I don't consider Untapped to be like proper customer feedback. I consider it, you know, just harmless fun. Yeah. That well, have. it's funny because we were just talking about harmless fun, and I was just having a quick browse through my old untapped where i used to give it some i used to well i say a couple of years back in the old days like two years ago i really did sort of like there's been a couple of beers where i've absolutely demolished them and other people have liked the beers and they've corrected me and said well this is what you were meant to taste or this is what you were meant to taste what have you the thing is is that it's 
always been nice. Nobody's tried to yell at me. I, I'm just looking at this one here where I had a slow lane barley wine and said a uh, bit of a problem, methanol booziness. That was their uh, 2020 barley wine, which I really disliked. And yet one of my mates on Untapped just said, you know, eh, sounds like the only thing good about this beer is the glass you drank it from. And I'm just like, yeah, you know, some beers are like that, unfortunately. Had a bit of a discussion, had a good time. Negative thing turned into a bit of a positive conversation. Like you've added real world friends on there and... Not that we weren't actual proper friends before Tapped, yeah. I got on Untapped, but uh, yeah, we've met people. Um, I, I remember we went down to Melbourne at the uh, beginning of the decade, and just you, like we bumped into these two. Re- what was that bar in Melbourne? Um, uh, that beer, beer, beer mash, I believe it was called. And um, yeah, we just bumped into two random blokes, and turned out you knew them from Untapped. Yeah, I mean, to be frank, when. I found out that they were drinking from Untapped. I was like, eh, let's run over. Uh, if they're still there, hopefully we'll be able to chat with them and kind of accost them. Uh, full disclosure, don't do that. I've stopped doing that. Just don't. I, I've accosted enough random people at Untapped. Ha, 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 ha. But anyway, uh, you know, it's uh, it's good for doing that sort of thing. Just meeting up oh, we, with we've had plenty. We've had plenty of fun conversations that resulted from you doing that. I've I've learnt the proper thing, which is don't either... speak to strangers, kids. <laughs> I mean, this is an alcohol podcast, so I mean, if your kids oh, well, stop, stop fucking listening. Uh, well, I I mean, like, there's a percentage that don't even consider millennials to be adults. Ah, fair enough. But yeah, True. no, just when it comes to Untapped, good social interactions, great for meeting new people. Best way of doing it is send them a DM first, so that way you can work out where they are. Or you could just do a comment on the post. That's my way of doing it. And, yeah, we've had a good couple of conversations with random people on Untapped, I must say. Well, that's all for now. And next time we'll be discussing the topic of alcohol advertising. Is it suitable for kids? Obviously Uh, not. Well, obviously not, but we'll be discussing it anyway. Uh, Full disclosure, we're not Bruise News. We're not Bruise News. We're not, if you want, to be honest. Well, I I think people figured that out. Mm. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. But still, just just full disclosure, we we again we don't know the industry. We're just two punters just having a guess at it. We'll see how we go, yeah. Anyhow, uh in case you forgot, I'm Johnny Tapslut. This is Jimmy Tapslut. Love the enthusiasm, bro.